0: It's uh Luke twenty two verse nineteen, I think, Joe. Over <laughs> here So you just have to you're gonna tear off a little piece of bread ministering communion <laughs> it's mommy <laughs> thank you jesus They are little angels (laughs) right mommy and daddy (laughs) this morning i i was uh praying this morning in my prayer time praying for all of our families and i and i just said to the lord you know children when god gives you children they are angels they come from heaven I mean they don't always act like angels, it's true. As they grow up especially. <laughs> but they God sends them to us as angels. He does. He sends children right from the throne of glory. Hey, he says, I knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. What do you think that means? He, he knew you before you were in mother's womb. So we are we are a spirit, right? We are spirit. A spirit housed in a body. Jesus is a spirit housed in a body. God is spirit. He knew us before we were put into our mother's womb. He designed you. He designed your hair, Susie, <laughs> our redhead. <laughs> he designed your voice. He designed your mannerisms. He designed your character. He designed you. And don't let anybody tell you, you know, we see a lot of people struggling. We see a lot of people having a hard time. We see a lot of broken people And sometimes, and all of us, will go through a brokenness in our life. But he created us in his image. He created us to be his, his children. Lord, help us to absorb that. And that's part of the angelic part of when God gives us humans' children in our humanness. And then we look at that little baby, so pure and innocent and beautiful, And we just are amazed. But do you know that's how God sees us through our life? He sees that spirit, that child. He tells us we must become like little children to enter the kingdom of heaven. So this morning I just want to praise him for the children. I know many times in my life my children got me through times of wanting to give up and of wanting to just not be here anymore. But my children, looking in the face of my children, the little angels and big ones too, that God gave me, gave me the courage to go on because I think it's because we see the hope of Christ. We see his created persons We see his creation. We're not here just randomly. He created us. He created each one of us. And we have to believe that. We have to know it. You're an angel this morning in God's eyes. That's who he sees. He sees that in you. He loves you. And one of the things that he did for us Before he left this earth, Jesus, is he gave us the Holy Communion. He said when he met with his disciples in that room, I just like to think of it. I like to ponder it and just think of the love that he had, even though he knew that night he was going to be betrayed but he didn't care because he was on a mission for us. He was on a mission to save us from our sin and from our weaknesses and even our righteousness because our righteousness is like filthy rags, but his righteousness he provided when he did go to the cross. And so there he was with his disciples in that room his last supper his last goodbye can you imagine if you knew that tomorrow was your last day on this earth that tonight you would pass away and you would go to heaven to be with the Lord hopefully (laughs) we all hope that right (laughs) but and you were meeting with your family and you said you know what We all have to be together because tomorrow so-and-so is going to pass on. They're going to heaven to be with the Lord. And we all met together in a room, and we all shared a dinner together, right? How much love, how much love did Jesus feel that night, knowing he had loved his disciples, and he was going to be saying goodbye to them on this earth for a while. But he loved them so much. And he even said to the Lord, If if you can pass this cup from me, but your will, not mine, be done. It wasn't easy. It was, it was not easy. But what he left us, one of the things he left us, which we're doing today, is our holy communion. The bread that is the body of Jesus. Amen. And the blood. The wine that is the blood represents the blood that Jesus shed on the cross. And he said to his disciples that night, and they were like, what? He said, this is my body, right? And then he said, this is my blood? Yeah. And he said, do this, do this in remembrance of me. And I believe with all my heart (laughs) We keep lifting up the body and the blood. The body, the blood, the body, the blood. I believe with all my heart that a supernatural transformation takes place when we partake. Jesus enters into us in a new and fresh way every time. This is why, if you're home and you're feeling you need the presence of God, do it in remembrance of Him. Get out the bread. Get out the juice. Kneel before him in your kitchen, in your living room, wherever you are. And go and say, Lord, I believe in you. I come to you. I need you. Because he provided this for a reason. So we could have him in us. His DNA. He says that this is his body. He didn't say... This is like my body. This is this is like you could pretend this is my body. He said this is my body broken for you. And when you take it by faith, you take me into you. So, let's read the scripture together this morning. And he took bread, hold up your bread. Gave thanks and broke it. That's why we ripped it off the. When we ripped it off the bread, right? We broke it, and he gave it to them, saying, "This is my body, given for you. Do this in remembrance of me." Let's partake. Thank you, Jesus, for the body broken for us, for our healing. And as we partake, Lord, we just lift up anyone this morning. We know that who needs to be healed in their body by the body of Jesus. Your word says that the stripes on your back, that you took them for our healing. So we partake this morning for those who need healing, and we pray for that healing grace to come upon their life to come upon our life. Lord, heal us in the name of Jesus. And in the same way, after the supper, he took the cup. This cup, read it with me, this cup is the new covenant in my blood which was poured out for you. Let's partake. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we're just humans. (laughs) We're your creation, but we're made in your image. And we believe by faith that this morning, Lord, you entered into us again, afresh and anew, an anointing of your body and your blood. We thank you for the blood of Jesus that washes away our sin makes us white as snow. We thank you, Lord, for the blood that brings deliverance from darkness. In Jesus' name. And we praise you this morning. We love you. And again, everyone said, Amen. Amen.
1: This is the kingdom of heaven. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Let's just all praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for all you've done. Praise the Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Come on. Let's hear it. Praise, praise you, Jesus. This is our creator, God. Praise you, Jesus. All right. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Here you go. One more. That's the last one job. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Well, before we get started, let's take up an offering. Amen. Come on down, Grace. This is the kingdom. So, Father, we thank you and we praise you for all the tithes and offerings that you're bringing in this house and what you're doing. Lord God, you know our needs before we even ask. And you know, Lord, we know, Lord God, that if we give unto you, that you will pour out a blessing upon us. Lord, we're giving to you, Lord God, into your kingdom where rust and moth will not devour. And we're trusting you, Lord God, with all that we have and all that we are and all that we will ever be. Lord God, and we praise you for what you're going to do in our lives, in our family, in our finances, in our health. Lord God, in this place, in this church, in this land. Lord, and what you're doing in our nation. I know you're moving in our nation mightily, Lord God, and I I just believe that in Jesus' name, and we're trusting in you, and we're giving to you cheerfully in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Well, good morning, everybody, and thank you for coming. It is a blessing. It is a blessing to be here in the house of God, to worship. Amen? title of my sermon is Creating an Atmosphere for God. When I think of creating an atmosphere for God myself, I think of worship. And I think of how when I get into worship, how everything just kind of falls away when I'm truly worshiping God. I felt like, like we were we were there today, you know, in worship, with our worship today to, to God. But I have a question. It doesn't surprise me that I like worship. But how many here like music? How many here like music? Everyone. Everybody likes music, and it doesn't surprise me that when we get into worship, when we get into we're playing in worship. That it, it, it moves things because God created it. God is the creator of worship and music. You know, and think about it. You were created to worship. You were created to worship. That's why God gave you lungs and a vocal cord and a mouth, to express love and worship to God, our creator. Amen? You were created to worship. That's probably why we all like music, because it's in our DNA to worship God. Amen? Amen. It's all part of us. You know, music, what does music do that you like? Music can move you, right? You relate to some of the stories in music in your lifetime. You know, when we go to heaven, what are we going to be doing? We're going to sing in with the 24 elders and the saints and the angels. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And the, and the, and the 24 elders got up and they laid their crowns down, prostrated themselves and joined in. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty we are going to be in a worship service in heaven like something we've never, ever experienced in our lives. That's in Revelations 5, verses 8 through 11. You got it? Let's put it up there. Joe. And when he had taken it, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb. Each one had a harp. And they were holding golden bowls full of incense, which are for, of the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song. You are worthy to take the scroll and open its seals because you were slain and with your blood you purchased men for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. You have made them a kingdom and a priest to serve our God, and they will reign on the earth. Then I looked and I heard the voices of many angels, numbering thousands upon thousands and ten thousands times ten thousand. They encircled the throne, the living creatures and the elders. What well, can we go on a little bit farther? In a loud voice they sang, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. They were praising, praising God, singing to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, Be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. Holy, holy, holy. Praising and worshiping. When we get into a spirit of worship and praise, we get into an atmosphere where we can let God move. We create an atmosphere here on earth in our worship and praise where we can let God move mightily. In amongst us, ministering to us in ways that only you know how and that only you need. Worship is essential to our lives as believers. Worship is built in us. When He created man, He created man in His image in Genesis 1, chapter 27. In the image of God, we were created. When I get into a spirit of worship, what it does for me, it like takes the weight of the world off. All the cares of the world are cast down at the foot of the cross. All the burdens of everyday life, all of the thoughts and pressures of family and work and children and grandchildren and all the responsibilities just fall aside when I get into a spirit of worship. And I'm solely focused on God and worshiping him and adoring him and loving him and honoring him. And you know, it takes time for me to do that. It just doesn't happen. You know. I don't I can't think of the name of it, but we all want to be. Like when I go on to get to play my guitar, I want to get on there and play like a, like, Rockstar. yeah, a rock star or a virtuoso. You know what I mean? And it's like a virtuoso or whatever. I just wanted to come naturally and just play. It doesn't happen like that for me. It doesn't. I have to practice. Just like getting in the presence of God, we too have to practice. I can't just come down in here and just automatically get in and start to play and get into the presence of God. It doesn't happen. I got to warm up. I got to stretch, kind of. You know what I mean? It's like an athlete when he goes out to when he goes out to play sports. They don't just go out there and okay, I'm here and run a hundred mile or a hundred yard dash. What do they do first? They warm up. They do a little sh- short sprints. They get their blood flowing, they get their muscles moving, they get the blood flowing to the muscles. They get their oxygen going. That's I mean for me, for worship, I have got, if I want that presence of God that I long for, I've got to warm up and practice that presence. And then and then I gotta flow in that presence of God. And I think we've got to learn that as a body and as a people to learn how to get in the presence of God. And there's many ways that we can do that. We can do it through song. But you know, you can do it through prayer. Prayer life is so important. If you want to grow in God, then you need to have a growing prayer life. If you want to expand in the knowledge of God, then you need to expand your prayer life. For one. For two, another way to get in the presence of God is through breaking of the bread and communion breaking of the bread and communion is another way and we could be doing this in our homes every day. We should be, not just here on church on Sunday. When you sit down to have a meal, you're breaking bread with your family. And you can you can you can say a prayer over it just like we did Jesus gave thanks, broke bread, handed it out. This is my body. Every meal This is my blood. So there's all different forms of worship. And I believe that in the days that we're living in, we're going to need these, all of them, to survive, to make it. Because times are not getting any easier. And we have to start practicing it and doing it, clearing our thoughts. Focusing our attention on Him, praising Him, the Creator of all things. Creating an atmosphere for God is different for everybody. It is different for everybody. What formula works for one person might not work for the other. Each one of us are different. One thing is, when we come into corporate prayer, you know what, this corporate meeting of church, one thing that we do when we come into church is that we come into church in unity on one accord. And we worship. And we worship in spirit and truth. At least that's what we're supposed to be doing, right? (laughs) Corporate worship together And unity creates an atmosphere for God to move mightily. In Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47. Spin this thing here. Dip it. Oh. There we go. Oh. He went back. It's upside down. Okay, Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47. Now it doesn't want to work. Here we go. Thank you, Jesus. Patience. Patience chapter 2, 42 through 47. Acts chapter 2, verse 42 through 47, it says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayer. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to throw this thing. To the breaking of bread and prayer. Help me, Jesus. You know what? I'm going back to the B-I-B-L-E, old school is for me, going back to the Word of God that's written in red and black. Acts chapter 2, I know I got it on the board too, but there's nothing like reading it right out of the Word, out of your own Bible. All right, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. It says everyone was filled with awe and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. Selling their possessions and goods, they gave to anyone as he had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts praising God, enjoying the favor of all the people, and the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. What did they do? They devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings and fellowship. They devoted themselves to the breaking of bread, They were together and had everything in common. They had unity. That's a tough one, even for families, to come into unity. But these, they were all focused together in unity, in a community. Community, unity, They continued meeting together. Giving to each other's needs as needed. Broke bread in their homes with glad hearts. And they praised God. And do you know what the outcome was for all of that? Doing that? It says that... The outcome of all that was that everyone was filled with awe and many signs and wonders and miracle signs were done. Many signs and wonders and miracles were done in their presence by being obedient to those things. They created an atmosphere for God to move in. Within the community, they created a community where God was moving by the breaking of bread, by praise and worship, by helping out the needs of others, by uh, worship. That was a community of worshipers. This here, the church, kanonia is a community of worshipers. It's supposed to be a community of worshipers. This is the atmosphere where God should be moving in. And then we should be taking that atmosphere out with us wherever we go, into our own homes, families, and friends. Instead of being changed by the world, we're supposed to be changing the world. Amen? And then we're supposed to be adding those numbers to the body of Christ so they can grow, and they can grow. Unlike today where you think you're good by going to church and we can't wait to get out of here because the service is going too long or it's, you know, we got to leave by 12.30, 1 o'clock at the latest. But yet we expect God to move on us when we can't even give him three to four hours of a week let alone of our times during the day. But yet we want all of God's blessings, we want all God's attributes, we want the Holy Spirit to move. But we're not willing to give up our time. We're not willing to give up our praise and worship, our devotion to God. Where is your devotion to God? You know, where, where is our devotion to God? I want an atmosphere where God will move in and around us. But you know what? It's got to start with me. I've got to be the example of that. I mean, these are things that I speak to God with all the time. You know, i got to have that devotion. You know when God's calling you out. Because you know in your spirit, you know what's right and wrong. You know what you should be doing, you know, instead of what you're doing sometimes and what you shouldn't be doing. If I look at it like an athlete, I would say that we're out of shape. (laughs) You know, we're out of shape. I'd be like, okay, one, one lap down the court and I'm calling for a sub. You know what I'm saying? You're like, yep, yeah, get, get somebody else in here because, man, I'm dying. <laughs> I can't run another lap. My legs are going to give out on me. We have to start as a body of believers in a church to really start getting ourselves in shape, start preparing ourselves, not just mentally and physically, but spiritually. We're spiritually out of shape for what's coming upon this world. And are we going to be able to stand for what's coming upon this world? Because darkness is going all over this world already, rapid, like a like Peter says, like a roaring lion. The devil goes around roaring like a lion, 1 Peter 5 and 8. Read it. Looking for someone to devour. If ever we need shaking, it's now. If ever the church needs shaking or our spiritual lives, it's now. We are born in such a time as this. Think about it. You were born for such a time as this. You were born in these end days to praise and worship and glorify God and to be a witness of His goodness to all mankind. That's your calling. That's your mission, to shine bright as a star, to worship God and to be in His glory. That's our job as Christians who call on the Lord as our Savior and our God, who call him our God. Now it's time we got to live like we call him our God. Because God right now is holding the earth in his palm of his hands. It's so funny. We don't want to give up the world. You don't want to give up the world. But if you look at it, the world is so small in the palm of God's hand who created the world... And he can take that world that we've created, all our little kingdoms, and he can shake it till every piece is not standing on itself. He can do that to our world. He can take our very breath and life away this day. He can. With a word. With a command. He holds our lives in the palm of his hand. instead of worshiping the world we need to worship the creator of the world. Amen instead of worshiping everything we've created in our kingdoms we need to worship the one who's bringing his kingdom here to this earth. His kingdom come his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. what I see what happening today is that most of us have created these kingdoms. That we live in these little worlds and bubbles that we live in and God help if something goes wrong within them because then our little kingdoms crumble. Instead of worshiping the creator of all these kingdoms God creates kingdoms. He raises kingdoms and he lowers kingdoms. He builds kingdoms and he destroys kingdoms. I have praised God because I believe America is in some of its darkest hours and days that they've been in in a long time. But what's happening today is that revivals are starting to break out throughout the land. And in the world's darkest hours, God's light will shine brighter and brighter. Our greatest days are still ahead of us because we have a hope in Jesus Christ to be with Him in eternity Forever. Our greatest days are yet to come. And the greatest days of the church are yet to be fulfilled. Where it says in chapter 2 of Joel that every knee will bow, every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. That your sons and daughters will prophesize and have visions and dreams. Our greatest days of signs and wonders will come. In where Jesus says that you will do greater things than he did. And he walked on water. As we saw in the clip. He rose people from the dead. Lazarus, come out. And we're going to be able to do those greater things. Those are pretty great things. But yet, we're called to do greater things. You're called to do greater things. Our greatest days are ahead. God is softening the hearts of His people, He's calling us back to a place of worship. You worship what you do not know. John 4, through 24. But the hour is coming and is now here. The hour is coming and is now here where the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking. I underline that. The hour is coming. I underline that. That hour is Today. That hour is now. We are in these last days. That hour is today. God is seeking the true worshipers that will worship him in spirit and in truth. Father is seeking such a people to worship him. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. I believe that our hour is here and now. That hour is for the church where God is seeking out and separating those that truly worship him. I believe he's calling you. He's calling you. And you know it. You you can hear it. You can feel it in your heart. There's a calling in you that's crying out to worship God, that wants to worship God. He's calling you. You've heard it. Do not delay. Do not delay his response. The response upon your life. You're a worshiper created in his image to worship the Father in heaven. To give him praise and glory and honor forever and ever. And he's calling you out. Today, separating you. You're going to worship the world. Don't worship the world which he holds in the palm of, palm of in his hand. But worship the creator who created the world. Are you going to worship him or the world? I wrote down here, as for me and my house, we will worship the Lord Almighty. Amen. And then it says in Joshua 24, 14 through 15, choose this day. God is is calling you out. God is telling you, choose this day whom you will serve. Who are you going to serve? Now fear the Lord and serve him. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourself. This day whom you will serve. Whether the gods your forefathers served beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites whose land you are living, but as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Are you going to serve the idols this world's created or are you going to serve, serve the God who cre- created everything? That's what you have to ask yourself. It's either one or the other. There is no middle. Amen. Amen. So, Father, you know, there. I know there's going to be a day where we're not going to want to leave church. There's going to be days where we're going to want to be here in church all day long praising and worshiping God because you know why? Because we need Him so desperately in our lives just to get by another day, just to make it through another day, just to make it through another week. We're not going to want to leave an atmosphere, when you get into an atmosphere of worship with God, you're not going to want to leave. When you get into the presence of God and you know it's the tangible presence of God and you can feel the Holy Spirit around you and upon you and you know he's working in your life and in your heart and in your body and in your soul and your mind and your spirit, you are not going to want to leave that presence of God. It's going to be so powerful upon you that you're just going to want to stay there and bask and all you can do is turn... Close your eyes, lift your hands up, and worship him with all that you have and all your being and all your strength. I long for that day. That's going to be a great and glorious day where the church is thriving and growing and people are being changed and saved and healed and delivered and set free. Amen? Amen. Glorious day where we're going to be worshiping God 24-7. Can you imagine that? because that's what we're going to do in heaven. Worship 24/7. Instead of wanting to rush out of here because I got to go. It's 12:30. Chris has got to close three songs and a dance and a sermon. Adiós, mi amigos. Have a nice day. See you next Sunday. Amen. Good luck on this week. Don't call me with your problems. Have a nice day. You know? True. Right? That's how people are. I don't want to hear your problems. I got my own. Have a nice day. I tell you what, we watched a movie last night called Father Stew, and you want to talk about getting real? Watch that one. About getting real. I would it's it, with with um Mark Wahlberg and Mel Gibson. There's great acting, in it. called Father Stew. You want to. You want to watch, you want to see it touch your lives? You know, I didn't show my wife, but I had some tears in my eyes. But, you know, I got to be strong. Man, can't be weak, show no weakness. But anyways, praise God. I really do want and long for God to touch and move upon each one of you guys. I mean, I've had that experience in my life. And I can't describe it, I can't deny it. And I just, I I wish each one of you had that kind of experience with God and the Holy Spirit. You know, because it changes your life. It changes you. It can't help but change you. And it changes you for the good. All right? It changes you for the good. So, Father, I just praise you and thank you for this day. I pray, Lord God, whatever I said is of you that would stick in our hearts. I do pray for each person here and Lord God, you know our hearts, Julie and mine. We've been we pray for you for you guys. We pray for the people. We pray for your people to have a real experience with God, to be set free, healed, and delivered, to be blessed. Lord, to be blessed above all things. And not only that, but you'd keep them, Lord God, and protect them, and that your angels would minister to each one of them. Every day of their life, as they get up before they start work, their angels are ministering to them before they get up out of bed that they're ministered to by your angels, that they're protected and watched over and their families and their children and their children's children and their grand, you know, just all the way down through all the, all the generations that you've allotted us, Lord. I just pray, Father, that they would all be with you, that we wouldn't lose one, not one. Your will is not one would be lost. Lord, we long for all of us, Lord God, to be in your presence and to be with you all the days of our lives. Lord, and we give you the glory for this day. We, we praise you and we thank you. Pray that you would minister to our hearts. Soften our hearts. Don't let our hearts get hardened by the world. But let us be moldable and soft in your hands. Lord, as we go out this week, I pray that, Lord God, we would lean on you and trust you in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Amen. <coughs> thank you, Lord. So, may you be blessed, may you prosper, and be in good health. Amen.